In Podcast, episode 19. We back at it with the boys, chilling with the gang and shit. Um, feels good to be at episode 19, consistent. I feel like we kind of been rocking and rolling, honestly. Facts. We kind of been staying at it. Yes, sir. Even with the little, like hiccups throughout the week or like if somebody has something going on like we still always find a way to kind of to get back and make sure we get this shit done every week so facts now we be having these conversations like on our own yeah (laughs) like just in our free time and shit this whole time we just had a podcast conversation about the same shit yeah so it's almost just getting so much easier at this point Facts, it's natural yeah yeah and i wanted to um i want to let people know that season two is coming soon um we're going to get a new space. So we're kind of working that out and just expect to see a whole new upgrade, like from the intro to the production to the sound to make sure that we're always elevating and giving people what they want. And I don't know what we kind of shit, what we trying to put out. We're trying to put out some fly shit, honestly. Facts. So that's just really what it is. Taking that Bitcoin money in. That dope, dude. Taking that Dogecoin and putting it to better use. Do you play with Robinhood? Um, Robinhood, yeah, I do. I do. You do? Yeah. Do you have some Doge? Um, I got a few. Yeah, I got like um, I invest through Vanguard. Like traditionally, I've had like a portfolio through Vanguard since I was like a, a jit. Yeah, since I was a jit, since I was young. But um, yeah, I I got Robinhood. I don't invest like crazy on it, but. I guess my version of just saying Robinhood is just like investing in general. Yeah. <laughs> At this point, it's just like <laughs> I mean, Robinhood's cool because it's Robinhood's kind of slimy though. We really shouldn't. I shouldn't even really be fucking with them because how they did us off that GameStop. Yeah, honestly, was, what they did was what you mean unspeakable. They stopped uh, everybody from being able to buy GameStop Bro. when all that stuff went on. Yeah, and like everybody was just so upset. But I feel like almost since everybody signed up and this is not. I mean, everybody else and my first way of, like, getting introduced to investing that we're kind of just sticking to it. We're like, fuck it, nigga. I made some yeah. bands off this bitch. Yeah. Just, yeah. Fuck it. It's shit easy. Honestly, I think it's just because the money's coming in so quick. It's, like, easier for you to... <laughs> you got a couple of different ones, though. Yeah. The cryptos. Yeah. you yeah, kind of like... trying to run it up. <laughs> I'm <laughs> listening to it all day. I'm listening to all sorts of people yeah. that are into the crypto. That nigga all day Warren Buffett. For real. I swear to God. <laughs> the hood Warren Buffett. The hood Warren Buffett, bro. He ain't never wrong. Like, he hasn't been wrong, bro. Ever. Not yet. Yeah. I can say that for sure. And he be talking his shit on uh, his stories, too. That should be how yeah. to be dead. The returns are crazy. <laughs> but these niggas is weirdos. <laughs> <laughs> If you're not I was like, bro. damn, I'm like, bro, who are you talking about? Yeah, I mean, shout out all day. He's definitely yeah, like he he's been putting his money in the right places for sure, and like he definitely researches it. But like this whole like stock market shit is like a very very deep rooted thing. Like that, you know, people go to school for a long ass time to actually like analyze the shit. So it's like, yeah. you know, um, there there's just a lot of intricacies to it. That, yeah, you know. but I mean, the information is out there now. Now it's just like, now it's in your hands. It used well, to be a lot harder before. This year's just been a weird year for stocks in general. Like, you know, we're kind of at the cusp of like this new, you know, um, this new dawn of like, you know, um, a, a cryptocurrency, new, bro. Because all my stocks are going to shit, to be yeah. honest with you. Yeah. And, and there's, a, there's a new type of investor now, like, you know. 
um marco Us. yeah marco was saying it's his first year i think even um amir o'day they like you know they're new and like you know first year investors like uh and that's the case for a lot of people so you you know you kind of just have this I think bro new, been doing it for a minute though huh? yeah even yeah. even the way gamestop like um you know went up it was because of like a whole bunch of you know just like regular people regular getting together people. on yeah, reddit exactly yeah. you know so it's like there there's a disruption going on in the traditional system that's which true. is cool to see but it also you know it makes room for just a lot of you know po- possibly How error um you know there, there's we kind of just watching it change like day by day i think the generation we live in is We've seen so much change. I know you can say that about a lot of generations. But yeah. To, I mean, we went through all the dot-com eras. I think it's changing at a more rapid pace than ever. That's a good way to you put know, it. Yep. Like, um, this NFT shit, like, you know, it's still kind of weird to have, to wrap my head around, but like. We damn near just have to make, like, I just want to make one, like, even yeah. for the podcast. I just want to make yeah. one just to get my hands I agree. Dirty. Yeah, I agree. But like, sometimes I'm like, I want to put, I want to make one that has something, some type of use. Yeah. I really want to see if they can do some type of like an NFT projector where if you buy a piece of art, if there's a way where you can like project the NFT 3D art. Uh, you know I mean? yo, so that like actually you a, can have an NFT like playing on your wall company, at your house. Or there's actually a company of someone I know that um, my parents actually know that like they created like a, a pattern for this hologram for like graveyard. Imagine that. Like a pattern for a graveyard? For like a gravestone. Oh. But it's like a hologram of the person, like some Star Wars type thing. That'd be crazy. Imagine that, but like an NFT just switches. Cause yeah, like that'd be hard. Bro, niggas would be pissing on it and shit. I'm saying like because <laughs> I'm thinking of all the dead ops. It's like you know how niggas been going uh, crazy yeah, be about crazy. the dead ops. That'd be wild. Niggas would be like performing next to their ops on their music videos. That'd be crazy. That's fucked up <laughs> that my mind instantly thinks of that. Yeah, I'm like, just too They're like, what the fuck is this nigga talking about? Like, like right, I'm just so like, I only listen to like street shit and like dead op niggas and shit. So it's like, that's bad. So like Bank- Banksy, for example, he put out his first NFT and like, I understand if you buy that NFT, you own it. It's, it's kind of just a part of your portfolio, but like, Art traditionally is some shit that you're kind of supposed to like hang in your, in your home and, you know, right. It, it, you know, and like if they can find a way for NFTs to actually like be more um, tangible in a way, you know what I mean? Where it's not just like in your storage, then I think that would be like, that It'll would be, be the future. Yeah. I was uh, listening to what's his name? Gary, goddamn Gary V. Yeah. And he was talking about the NFTs. And he was just saying, like, it's just almost like your own digital stamp. Just just like how, like, your Instagram is, like, your digital stamp. Uh-huh. It's just kind of like another version of that. Another way to, like, brag, like, kind of thing. Yeah, that's what yeah for sure. Too. Like, yeah. why not have a Bansky or a Bansky uh, NFT? It'd be hard. I'm sure it would just be hard. Just be like, yeah, I got this shit in my hard drive. Hey, what was... You said the... Or you showed me that article about Basquiat. And the NFT and like if the owner of the oh, NFT gets to destroy the artwork. Yeah, um, there's a drawing done by Basquiat um, mm-hmm. that's going to be for sale as an NFT, and the owner can uh, the or the buyer of that uh, drawing has the option to either get the original drawing with it or he can have it destroyed. It's up to him, and I mean. The way I see it, the person's probably going to have it destroyed so that their NFT is the only form of it available. 
And, you know, I, I think they'll destroy the actual. Well, he actually opt out. Basquiat actually opt out of that. And like, he's not doing it no more because of the family. Oh, the foundation. Because yeah. they're like, yeah. why destroy his art? They're probably going to do it to someone else. But now. imagine, I don't, I don't even know if it's for sale through the Basquiat Foundation. Did you read up on it? And that. No, I read, happened. I just read the headline that yeah. it was basically just non available no more because of all uh-huh. like. People weren't cool with the artwork just being destroyed like that or being able to be destroyed. Wait, well, I mean, now you can do that with it. art, with regular art. You can destroy it. I mean, why would someone do that? But Right. But remember, uh, do y'all remember when that fucking, that white dude who bought that Wu-Tang album? Yeah. Isn't it the um, pharmacy? Martin Shkreli. Yeah, the fart. Did he, he ended up destroying it or no, he kept it. He kept it. He's he was not, doing he's weird not, shit. He's not letting anyone listen to that shit. What happened? That nigga fell off? I mean, he's... Niggas do not know what do you mean fell off. Doesn't he own like half of the pharmacy industry or something like that? I don't know. Isn't he just like going to trial for like some other fucked up? I remember him going to trial for like some pharmaceutical shit. But I just brought him up just because I was like, I remember him buying that Wu Tang thing, and it almost yeah. it feels like an NFT in, in a way. In a, ve- in in a way, it's way. very similar for sure. Everyone wants that like something that someone else can't have. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So imagine if there was like an NFT that was like so cool that like, you could actually 3d print that shit or like i don't know yeah i mean that's the thing it's uh what is it a non-fungible token so it's like that's look that's in in its root that's like the point of nft is like it can't be duplicated or replicated or whatever you know there's only that many of whatever like available right and um it's it's exclusive i was thinking about doing like i've been looking into art dealing i was i mentioned it a little bit but i was like maybe like nft is like a good way for people to start doing it yeah, that's actually get your hands that's, dirty. That's a, a little idea. bit easier. Yeah. Um, it's like a little bit less too. I remember you were talking about art. this. Art dealing is like one of the hardest uh, professions to get into because it's like um, as just like someone who really, really studies not just artists but art dealers. Like you know, some of the biggest art dealers of our time. Really, you it only works if you if you live in a in a very big art hub city. And really, you have to open up for it to, I mean, traditionally, how how these art dealers become massively successful is that they'll discover artists early on who end up being, you know, prolific and, and successful. And so, they, you know, they're responsible almost for... Who discovers the artists? My bad. These uh, art dealers. Oh, you know, okay. So, what, are, do you, what do you think about someone that's like, like, um, Brian Giles? Um... He's a good artist, but like in order for him to really go to the next level with his art, he has to be, he has to get a good gallery to represent him or a good art dealer to represent him. So like I can say in the, in the case of Basquiat, the first person who gave him a chance was an art dealer named Anina Nose. And like she was good. She had a, she had an okay stable of artists behind her, but he really went to the next level when he, you know, showed with like Larry Gagosian and when he showed with, um, a uh, uh, art dealer named Mary Boone, who was like the queen of New York for art dealing at that time, and y- your price goes up as a result can of that. You, can it just be like I feel like times change so much, bro. Like, can't you just be like an A and R? Like, can't you just like go to someone? I know it sounds crazy, but like if it's facilitate that easy, facilitate like, something. You know what I'm saying? Facilitate something. Like we can see this artist like growing, like insane, getting better. You know what I'm saying? That's like, what and this and he might be, in my personal opinion, one of the coolest artists out like you you even see other people like come up just off the internet really not even off the 
the dealers. Yeah, but like you don't, you really don't go to the next level until you get a gallery show, like a good gallery show. Yeah, that like might be true. It, it is a hundred percent. Like in the case of Jaleel Zynga, right? Um, he used to be stunt man in in the group, the pack. And now I've seen that. Yeah, he does art now. Now he's known as Jaleel Zynga. He's like pretty successful. Is he cold? Uh, yeah, he's good actually, and like he's starting to gain some success. And like the majority of that is from his online presence. But now he's looking at gallery representation because like that's how your art really goes from like a couple thousand to like you know fifty thousand, a hundred thousand, like to real substantial you know it's getting on by a, like a department being represented by a well-known um you know uh art dealer or a gallery who has a history of of representing not just like successful artists but you know who who demand high prices for the art so i could feel that i didn't know that before. when you're represented by them your artwork is automatically going to you know be regarded in this higher sense where like they already have a really really like um rich cl- clientele of customers who shop with them and um for them art is an investment so like if you get represented by someone who has a you know a track record of success these rich people will like and you endorse somebody these rich people are therefore like whether they like the art or not they'll buy it just simply because you stamped you stamped them right you said it's something good so they assume that the price is you know gonna go up over time they assume that this artist is going to be big and you know get bigger and etc that's fire i didn't even uh like i I don't really know too too much about like different art galleries and shit like that but Mm -hmm. That makes a lot of sense. It almost sounds like clothes, but they're just like way on a higher level, you know? It's like different. It's like yeah, your clientele is deeper. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like the biggest uh, biggest living art dealer right now is probably Larry Gagosian. Um, Out in what, New York? Uh, he has, a, he has a, you know, gallery in New York, but um, LA was his main hub. Um, Gagosian Gallery. He's American? Yeah. Um, oh, wow. And... Uh, you know, he came up under the wing. This is going to get very deep rooted, but like he came up under the wing of um, of uh, Leo Costelli and like Leo Costelli. Um, he represented like this is going to get super deep. But yeah, he I he, mean, I, I'm like interested. Uh, yeah, this guy, Leo Costelli, he uh, he represented people like um Julian Schnabel, who like directed the Basquiat movie, he um he came up around that same era, and he was like the only person who Basquiat really wanted to be represented by, who denied him. Mm. And yeah, what what year was this? This was back in the eighties. Eighties. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, Basquiat was like making a lot of money towards like you know the the later you know end of his career he's making a lot of money but he was never really taken as serious as a lot of like other white artists and things like that who you know um were his you know um what's the word like his peers his peers yeah okay yeah yeah i um i think race had a lot to do with i like it. having friends that are into different shit i never even like like i said soldier boy like <laughs> you feel me like i'm kind of like a nigga at the end of the day so i didn't never even like tap too much into the art but it all like everything's almost just like full circle when it comes to like art food clothes yeah, like sure. and shit like that yeah. 
So, I mean, even like from doing the podcast, like researching my own shit on clothing, like I learned so much, you know? Mm-hmm. And I know like that art world runs deep. Super. I watched like a documentary of this nigga like faking all this art. Yeah. And it's just crazy. I know it just gets kind of crazy. Yeah. Some of these auction houses. Did you, have you been in, like you've been into art for a while, like as far as knowing people and like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. What got you introduced to that? Um, like honestly, bro, probably, I know it sounds crazy, but anime as a kid, I was like really into that. And then, um, my parents were always like, and older people always say, you're going to be a Basquiat. Like, yeah. And so a nigga looked up what Basquiat was and like, I was like, to me, I was like, this is like, people are like, saying that, like, that was art, like the way he would draw and shit. And, um, so that was your epitome of art, huh? Nah, not really. No. Okay. Not really. I thought it was like kind of crazy how people just liked him like that back then. But then I didn't. And then when the more I researched the story and I was like, people didn't really like him until like he died, touch it. Like they're more interested in like him as a person, persona more than they were his art at first. For sure. Mm-hmm. And it was crazy. So yeah. Yeah. I, yeah I was, I've always been into like art heavily, but. How'd you get introduced? Your pops or like, yeah. Know they introduced, like they, um, I don't know. They collect art. You may be telling me. Um, yeah. My dad used to take me to museums when I was a kid and, um, that was like one of the like few things that like we actually really like bonded over and you know um enjoyed like doing together we're very different you know in a lot of ways as far as like our interests but um art is like one of those commonalities where we could always like relate to each other on and you know have like really really deep conversations about like you know certain picasso paintings or whatever in the history of them and etc still do you guys go back and forth about shit all the time yeah like um we have uh there's a Picasso at the crib and uh we we always like talk about like you know the background of certain things usually a lot of pieces by a prolific artists they have like this super super deep history behind them and um you know the history is almost just as important as the painting you know because it represents what they were trying to say like damn there is the painting right yeah like um there's a painting by Picasso called uh Guernica and What's like the one you have um, no, Guernica is at the Museum of Modern Art. I think we just have like, he has a drawing, like a, a smaller work, but, um, Guernica is like really, really kind of like childlike in the way that it's done, but it, it, it's supposed to depict the city of Guernica in Spain being bombed, um, during World War II. And like, it was a gruesome event and like, mm. but so he, it's almost like a playful way of that. Yeah. But there's like a very, very deep story behind it. And, you know, I was talking to a friend about this, how like now art isn't necessarily about how well you can do something. Um, it's, it has nothing to do with technical skill anymore. Art is all about how how much can you make the viewer think and how, you know, expansive of a dialogue can you create? from like what it is that you make you know over time we've seen that like um you you have people like michelangelo type of pieces don't exist anymore you know what i mean like those were technically impeccable pieces whether you look at his sculptures or you know um the uh sistine chapel like they're just remarkable they're technically like flawless but you don't have that anymore because it just doesn't Set, like people don't care about that anymore now as the art world has continued to go it's all about like really just making the viewer think kind of making people argue back and forth about like you know 
whether this is or isn't. some type of dialogue after the art piece is made kind of thing yeah or? so like in the 70s you had like um marcel duchamp would like the you know he made like a urinal and put like our mutt on it and like it tore the art world in half because half of the people were like this is bullshit and the other half were like you don't get it this is you know a compelling um, artist kind yeah of what it, we're it, cre- about. it creates um dialogue or like you have people like um jeff coons right um coons literally sold like vacuum cleaners at a certain point and that was another thing yeah they were actual vacuum cleaners and somebody would asked him in an interview they're like so how come like why is yours five hundred thousand dollars when i can just go down the street and get a vacuum cleaner like from the store and he's like well mine would come with a certificate of authentication from like jeffrey you know and like um it's about how much you can make people really think about it um okay so another question um now you got the banana tape to the wall you think the art form like as far as like technique and shit is dead definitely it's more about the 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 dialogue that it creates like the banana taped duct tape to the wall right it's like ridiculous in theory you get me like from a technical level anybody of any age or skill level can can make can duct tape a banana to a wall but that's not what it's about it's about like you know the the conversation that it creates about who did it like what it means whether like whether it's it mean you know yeah it's value um a lot of things you know you're gonna have people torn who's like like, who is like at the top of like the art world right now who's the drake who's the virgil who's like and then i'm gonna ask i'm gonna follow that with a question of like who's the hottest young nigga in like your opinion (laughs) (laughs) um living so i think um I think de Kooning, I think Willem de Kooning is still alive, but he's like much older now. Um, his art demands like, n- I think his most expensive painting goes for n- 90 million, if not more. Um, he's living, but, um, de Kooning came up around like the, uh, abstract expressionism era. Um, like in the eighties, he, he was represented by, um, that guy I was talking about, uh, leo costelli um and he he he's like up there he's in the big 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 leagues if you look at like the most expensive paintings ever sold i think his is somewhere in the top 10 but is he like the most like talked about in conversation as far as somebody who he's in he's in art history books like if you go to art school you'll learn about him within like the first two weeks okay um who's the young the young jillil zinga is good like you said bryant giles is good um and I remember him. Yeah, I remember you showing me him, I think, on Saturday. You were, like, talking about some pieces that you might buy. He was cold. Yeah. Um, you know, who? who's the dude who works with Rocky? Um, oh, like, Hidgey? Hidgey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him. Um, He's dope. Yeah, he still is cool. Yeah, th- those are some that come to mind. There, right. There's, um, you know, there's also, like, different types. There's, like, a lot of, like, um, Chinese artists and stuff like that there's a lot of like people who we probably this is one dude with. that's how the documentary this is one dude. Chinese dude they're cold Bruh. yeah they're cold in my personal opinion I think he's like one of the coldest artists yeah I keep forgetting his name but it's like as soon as I type it in my YouTube he it's kind of hard to pronounce it's like uh-huh. Kim something he's a South Korean dude uh-huh. he can draw like a crazy scene just off of pure like 
thought, thought not even bro. Like, you know how shit. hard it's like it, to train your muscle, like your brain to draw something is like very, it's not hard. It just takes time, bro. The fact that he can do that, like create this crazy it's scene a lot of like practice. that is like, nigga, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. You know, you got your classic people like Damien Hurst, um, you know, Coons is still like, you know, around. Of course, you have Cause, you have Banksy. Um, you know, um, a lot of these people are kind of like, you know, I, I think that their most substantial works are behind them. I think, you know, but um, yeah, they're most they're, of the current artists right now are making NFTs. The current popping artist. That's just the, the wave now. You just kind of have to, right? You kind of got to get your hands. Yeah. It, it, NFTs have only been around like what, a year if that now. Yeah. So they're very, very new. So like the first, you know, substantial artist to actually like get his hands dirty into that is Banksy, I believe. Okay. Yeah. That's fire. Uh-huh. Um, what should I, I was going to ask something else. I forgot. I drew a blank. We can segue into a topic, though. Um, the hair in Preston, Calvin Klein. We can talk about that. Or we, let's talk about the vintage, just because we, we were having that conversation beforehand anyways, and I'll introduce it. It's similar to the art discussion yeah. in a way, you know, where it's like, um, I would say if we're talking about, like, high price vintage things, um, it's... To some people, you know, some of them are collectible, some of them are memorabilia, and then some of them are kind of just hype, you know. Um, what do you mean type? No, some of them are hype. Oh, hype. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think, um, well, I'll just start it off by saying I recently just bought like five vintage tees just because it's the summer, it's getting hot, and, you know, I'm not really trying to spend like 500 on like an ambush t-shirt, so... <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel that. Yeah. Just not all the time. Like, I just actually need tees. Like, you know what I'm saying? I can't go 500, 500, 500, 500 type shit. Like, or 500 for one and then, like, <laughs> fuck it up. Go ahead, bust the Skittles out. <laughs> but, um. Yeah, summertime, if you're just going to be sweating some shit out, like. You have one on today. I, I pointed it out. Yeah, this is one That's of my favorite all started. Oh, uh, you know, amateur. Amateur filmmaker. Amateur porn film. Basically. It's a, it's a real vintage. Yeah. Yeah, sir, skis. But yeah, I think I paid maybe like $30 for this. Like, that's my favorite. But when I, when I introduced this outside, you're like, we were talking about vintage and then we, you said, well, we actually started off by talking about, because you texted me earlier this week saying like, yo, topic. Like, sometimes you'll just shoot me an idea and you're yeah. like, yo, like these fucking yellowed shoes, like dirty shoes retro shoes is like the new wave like we kind of just need to talk about that yeah because sometimes i'll send I'll, I'll see certain trends in in fashion what inspired you at that moment like to text me that um i just kept seeing it you know what yeah. i mean like um it was it was really it was like the margillas was kind of the peak like we have all been seeing it for I feel a long like it's time. the peak yeah i was gonna say we've been knowing like it's yeah, the wave this, like, the dirty saint laurent sneakers that have like saint laurent written on the, on the side those have those came out a long time ago um gucci put out a lot of like dirty sneakers you know in the last few collections that, that's been a thing the jordan 180 has been popping for a minute that's different that's an actual vintage item but what i'm talking about is brand new shoes Easy. that are brand new shoes but that plays that, a big role into it too yeah it, exactly that that's what they're trying to you know create mock, yeah. yeah mock um you know and like really i think the breaking point 
not necessarily gold golden goose is like a whole brand built like you know solely on that idea that concept of like dirty old you know but the breaking point was the mason margella yeah you know i just it's something i noticed is like these very very upscale high-priced items that come out um intentionally made to look like dirty beat up scuffed and they damn near look low end i feel like they actually look better than like you beating up your own shoe like and and that's like a hot topic like maybe niggas might not agree but that should be looking cleaner to me like as far as like the rude the yellowing bottoms and like it's just kind of done right you do have some people who who think it's the absolutely ridiculous they're like why the fuck would i pay this much money for a sneaker that's already beat up like right. you know you have a lot of people who don't understand the idea of it which is like you know first uh, it, it's valid for sure and then you have a lot of people who like you know that's the look that they're paying to get whether you want to look at like vintage t-shirts for that matter where you're paying absurd amounts of money for you know a, a vintage t or even if you look at rude you know their their majority of their t-shirts are like the vintage wash process where it's like you're paying for a new tea that looks old. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's just, that's, that's like the, the biggest trend right now. It's you know, like, it, and like, it's sometimes it's like kind of hard to like, I don't know, convince people like with those like vintage looking like rude shirts, you know, huh. it's like, there's still a big crowd of people who want new shit that looks new, crispy tea. And to me, like, I like the vintage looking shit, but I'll try to introduce it to a nigga who's even like, somewhat fly you know what i'm saying just like a regular kind of person uh-huh. and just like ah oh, like it's just a little too dingy for me yeah. my man i'm like all right for sure yeah <laughs> it's a different consumer for sure but like as far as trends go i think that hands down has to be the biggest trend currently you know yeah i think it's been trending since god did like 2019 i feel like i don't know who who do you think really kind of came in that's like, yeah that's a good question set it off I don't know. I always like. I always kind of like that. Not, I shouldn't say always, but I noticed I started to like it around like seventeen. I would say Ian Connor, bro. No, that nigga was just in no. dirty. Bro. Absolutely not. Bro. What are you talking about? <laughs> he was just in dirty. Nah, nigga. That man. that is the. the that's, that's <laughs> are we talking? Ju- are we talking sneakers? Like who kind of started? Let's start the sneakers. He had the or just the whole new vintage wave. I think. I think it started with the whole vintage t-shirt effect i think that was the first thing that came in for sure for sure i think wait, somebody wait, came I, in I, 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 maybe, you're breaking down maybe i know what you're saying maybe i'm saying like i thought you were saying who made that a kind person? of popular for like the youth maybe i've never seen vent i've never seen ian in a vintage t-shirt like oh, ever my bad i didn't know we we're talking about vintage t-shirt i thought we we're talking about shoes that look dirty and scuffed up well even in that regard like that what it did bro what like which ones <laughs> bro he he had the uh YSL he would leave his like laces out have, like hella like dirty laces all stepped on and shit why so yeah but let's let's stay back to because i think you are like onto something as far as like it was the vintage tees first even right we can all rigs. agree yeah it's <laughs> <laughs> like i'm not even trying to roast him i'm just saying like that shit was cool no that was like, him i, I, I would, I would I thought, think I that he would cool. say that like so it's like put that's that what food. I I thought personally. I'm not saying that like everyone got it from him, but like how trends happen and like people don't notice it, bro. You gotta plug a picture of that in this. I'll find it, bro. Um, I think probably if I'm really thinking vintage deep tees, about it, which is like 2000 and what? 2000? I think what I think what set it off and made it mainstream might have been Travis. The I remember, vintage. I remember around my t-shirts. I remember, yeah, I think that's where it started before it went into like this whole yellowed sneaker thing, whatever. I think it really started with vintage tees. That being like, you know, you could go 
out to like any random club in LA or whatever these rent like you know people who have never worn vintage in their life who all of a sudden that's what they was looking for you know I think Travis around rodeo you really saw what tee what tee was he in a lot of those um you would see him in just different vintage t-shirts all the time like um because there were some popular ones like I remember ones with like hella lightning bolts on them like I know that's like mad popular you're talking about the Metallica one yeah yeah the Metallica like that was yeah um Kanye, I think, also yeah, was a part Kanye of it. I think like if the, you want, if you want to talk about the person who really started it amongst tastemakers, I'd probably give it to Cuddy. Mm-hmm. But when Cuddy was doing it, it still wasn't a mainstream thing right. at all yet. You know, he influenced. I think a lot. I think he influenced the tastemakers of you know the the Travis, Kanye, the, the Travis, yeah, and then that's Rockies. what made it, yeah, the Rockies, and then that's what made it mainstream. And I think they'll all even give it up to Cuddy for that too. Like I really don't know, like yeah. know exactly vintage. I told y'all like when I started getting into it, but like when I when people tell me about it, that have been in it for a few years. Apparently, like vintage has always been like a thing, like for a minute, forever. Right? Yeah, like, amongst Maybe. who though? Like people that actually collect vintage items, like just kind of like how people collect. Um, like we we're saying, sewing machines or like weird things. Yeah, like but like it was a very, very like niche. the most niche mar- like clientele and crowd ever, bro. Like if you, if you really want to talk about like the first person who's probably like that type of a consumer, Taz Arnold was doing like the old MCM shit and whatever. Like that's he, crazy. You know, I was just about to say. I thought you were gonna say Taz Arnold. Like, yeah, he yeah. he w- he definitely was, but he like he was a very abstract dresser like you know you either loved his style or you hated his style yeah and it was usually the latter but um i will say like my first time really seeing like vintage tees done in an ill way was cuddy um you know early 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 on in his career he would do pink floyd t-shirts and all this and you know bands that he really listened to and um he would do like the authentic you know t-shirt like he had boston tees he had like all kind of shit and not to segue off your thing uh-huh. um yeah. quick answer do you think cuddy gets the credit he deserves yeah okay. in, in, in amongst the people where it matters for sure like if you ask people in the industry or like rappers who are popular today like 90 percent of them tribute i would say cuddy the same i think he does yeah. get his credit i was just curious but like on a mainstream level not necessarily but you know i don't think he's not he, he's not really making mainstream music yeah okay um, right, that was a quick one real quick i had to get off but yeah the first time i ever saw it done in an ill way was definitely cuddy and then you really just saw it explode like in the last maybe five years i would say you know yeah um but it was the teased and what it like niggas just really kind of kept rocking with the t-shirts and almost like then it went to like when we're talking about like the yeezy fear god kind of collection i feel like that could fall into that too as far as like well yeah fear god was doing like reprints of um of popular um vintage t-shirts that was definitely a thing um and then you know you saw it kind of move into an area where like i remember going to barney's and you would see like blondie blondie tees or you would see like you know um it started becoming like a commodity in a way you know where like like i almost feel like they're done like vintage tees are done and i just bought five but like I feel like it's at a tail end. Like the shoes are still cool to be vintage, but as far as tees, like maybe I feel like, like the band tees, you're you're seeing less of the band t-shirts probably. Like you know, because now it got to a point where you go to Urban Outfitters and whatever the fuck, and like they have 
reprinted vintage t-shirts there or know? just like a sun-dried t-shirts yeah, like yeah, yeah. different faded blanks i think it's done i think it's just more like the hype has died down but now you're seeing it i think them certain graphics is to like be kind real, of what it's just like whatever you fuck with like when i go look for vintage tees like nigga unless i really really want something like an akira like nigga you're gonna have to pay that unless you just come across it you're gonna have to pay that tag Sorry, that's just how it is. Because like, it's a rare item, though. and you, and that's because I fuck with it. Like certain people are just gonna fuck with shit, like. And but that's why you can get it, shit for the low. Like you can go to Wangs and maybe get the forty dollar tee because you have a direct own, tie to style, the, yeah, yeah, your own style. And then also that, and then but that's why I like, like if you go on, if you go on um Instagram, bro, you see like these people like just buying cool little shirts, and they just put like I don't know if they put it on there or if it's like really a vintage shirt and it says some shit like. Let me see the one I look like go today. Like some funny shit or something? Yeah, like some funny shit. And it won't be like a specific like band tee or anything. It's just like it's a cool shirt that no one else yeah, has. Yeah, like some ass or and some it's, like, shit. Kind of funny. Yeah. That's yeah. like the main reason Weed. I get it. And it's like, nigga, you get it to like do shit in. Like the vintage shirts I wear, like I do shit in. Like I just wear them out. Yeah, but I, I think we're I think we're like not the average consumer. Well, I think this like the, most of these topics center around like the mainstream you know, true we do have the we bounce things. back and forth yeah which we have to is yeah, like yeah a, you know like down are we journalist in a way i'm not you a journalist know? i'm i'm just vibing out in a way <laughs> <laughs> literally um, though <laughs> you know um, i'm the only journalist honestly nah nah i mean but that that's a whole other thing yeah but um i think like now that you're seeing the whole yellowed sneaker thing, whether you want to look at like the rude, um, or the laces, the rude dunks and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Or like the yeah. golden goose thing, or like now you're seeing the lawn Vons is like jumping. Um, and like, it's just a mock old, like Etni skate shoe, but like dirty or dingy or almost like, um, or like the, the Adidas that they, they put the Adidas looking like yellowed sole joints that they put out. Um, now you have Margilla. They did their rendition of like a Jordan four, but with a beat up, like a cracked yellowed sole. Um, it's just like the high end brands are completely soaking up like they whole collections to be based off of like, you know, the, the lower end, if right. that makes sense, you know, like it's more like street, like. I know what you mean. Just what regular people are wearing. Yeah, like these brands are famous for the fact that they would put out like um, crazy ele- different elegant shit. garments, yeah. like you know, like um, astounding, like really well made garments and things like that. And like now they switched it up entirely, where it's like, bro, Lan Vaughn and Margilla. Think about it. Like, yeah, they were making like extravagant runway collections, and like now what it's come to is like dirty like skate shoes and you know they still look hard to make dirty fours like but it's the style is you know it, it completely it, it's a reflection on like the Do times like that we're in bonds? it is a reflection direct reflection that, yeah, yeah that's of the cool. time that we're in that's why i think right now art design fashion all the shit that's in that category is the best because we're we see shit in real time now mm. we don't see shit months later some of us do right that depends on how tapped in you are, whether like you're actually close there or like internet wise. Like you feel me? You get what I'm saying? Or am I uh, not making sense? Like 
I mean, maybe you can double back. Like, you mean we're like, seeing stuff, like, right now, like, somebody can make something and then post it, and then we're seeing it, like... We're seeing it real time. We're seeing everything, like, what people like real time. Right. So, like, the designer... Someone could post a picture, everybody could like it or not mm-hmm. like it. Yeah, so be, so the companies are seeing, like, or designers seeing what's trendy or what people like. I'm not saying that you should oh, think like this, but okay. some people think... We're like more this. connected. It's just, like, exactly. It's easy to see, oh, okay, these kids or these adults or whatever like this. Let me make something like this. Right. You have Whatever. you have very few like risk takers in this day and age though. So it's like, you know, the the majority of things that you see become mainstream like are are directly taken from like some, you know, the biggest influencers, you know, currently, whether it's like a Rocky or a Travis, whatever, you know, like a lot of these people are responsible for kind of like creating these trends and you know these these upscale brands aren't dumb they know like you know if if you if travis is seen in some shit it's probably gonna be sold out like you know the next day that that picture is like put out you know on one of these fashion blogs or like you know rocky it's the same case like um they they are very much responsible for creating a lot of the trends exactly and that's that's what's driving these prices out there for sure Yeah. yeah How which, it should be, yeah. Um, that was how it should be. I, I like when the prices kind of just kind of go. Yeah, it's like even, high. I mean, even if you want to look at like the other conversation that we have of like Heron Preston and Calvin Klein, I don't think Calvin Klein reached out to Heron Preston because they are like the huge fans of his work. I think that they know right, the it's the right amount of cloud, right has, amount of yeah. like they know he that is good. a collaboration with his name is going to drive in customers that you they probably so? don't, don't they, typically they, have. You don't think they have like, at least a little bit of like. Brand identity do. to say, all right, hair on Preston goes great with Calvin Klein brand. They have to have some. They're not just going to hire like sicko Calvin Klein. Like that's not like if sicko got to a point. It's got, I mean, sicko is still very early on, right? I'm not. I'm not talking down on sicko. I'm saying, bro, like the brand identity is not there. Like hair on Preston's clean. I think it cut, makes yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it makes, clean, like it makes sense. Like it, it's like an they are not time. very like it. It it doesn't not make sense but at the same time their brands are nothing alike you know what i mean like right all right i get what you i think uh i mean i think virgil kind of kicked down the door for a lot of shit honestly that's a fact yeah, yeah. that that goes without saying you know virgil is like the uh you know he's he's hold like holding the torch for all this um just i wish aaron preston could have did more with the calvin klein to be honest with you, I thought this. It was cool. Like, I thought the sleepers were going to be in there. I was like the thing that I wanted the most. I didn't mm-hmm. see them. But well, just real basic. It was minimal. That's really yeah, what it, it was. was like essentials, yeah. like my kind yep. of client type shit. Like so the good. tanks were kind of cool. The jeans were cool for women. I wasn't. For sure. mad, I wasn't mad at yeah, it at all. I think it would have been more ridiculous if if he came out and was doing graphic shit and et cetera, et cetera. Like big ass t shirts. Yeah, they kept it. Calvin Klein, they they kept the yeah, roots it was of more Calvin, Calvin Klein, Klein with his color palette and like his workwear exactly, type yeah. look. Uh-huh. His orange, the browns and all that. Yeah, uh-huh. I, I thought it, it. They they did a they did a pretty good job, but like even Calvin Klein reaching out to like Raph Simmons for that time where he was designing for him. Oh shit! They keep going. Um, even that even that time that Raph Simmons was designing for Calvin Klein, like um. Their their brands didn't necessarily like align, you know what I mean. I think it was just like they knew that having Raph design for them was gonna like, you know, driving a, a brand new customer base that they desperately needed at that time. That makes sense. And sometimes it seems like the 
sometimes I don't, it's just kind of fun, you know? Like, I mean, the Raph Simmons Prada shit now, like, maybe that doesn't, like, look perfect if you compare them on paper, but it's fun. Like, it's a good idea. It's like, yeah. why not? Let's try something for the season. Let's do some different. You're lit. I'm lit, bitch. Let's yeah. get lit. <laughs> in this, the Raph Simmons Prada makes sense. It does. But what I will say is, like, in this day and age, you're only as popping as your head designer, as who you appoint, you know? Mm. Like, it, the, who who's there determines everything, you know? That's why, like, you have people breaking their necks. Instead of giving, like, new... Um, how much do you think these people are getting paid? Like, how does that work? Like, okay, you're going to go, I want you to design for me. Is it a check that gets cut at yeah, you're, first? You're probably given a salary. A salary? Yeah, you're probably, probably. given, given you're probably a, right, a big yeah. salary to just be, like, head of designs, you know, or, like, head creative director, whatever. I want to check up front, too. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. But, yeah. um, you know, the, uh, they're driven by, by the bread to do it for sure. But it's just weird, the climate that we're in right now where it's, like, all these high-end brands who have been around since, like, you know, at, almost as, as early as, as fashion started are, like, scrambling to just, like, get some type of a name behind their shit. You know what I mean? Like That's yeah. cool. It should, it, it should be that way. Like, nigga, like the artist is the one that controls it. Like, it shouldn't be like just the monogram that controls it. Well, like, I don't, I don't agree. Designer, you feel me? There like, were, there were a, a lot of these people didn't go to design school. And I don't think that that necessarily determines like how, how, you know, a, a good designer from a bad designer, but it plays, it plays a role. You know what I mean? Like, instead I mean, of saying that, I'm like, there is, there is like learning. In general, is going to make anyone better. And practice is going to make anyone better. For sure. But what I'm saying is the artist, bro, compared to the company. Like, some people, they look at a company like Gucci and they're like, man, I want some Gucci because it got the monogram and some bullshit. And they're not thinking about the artist and the story that they're telling behind the collection or this, that, and the other, whatever. So, I'm thinking, like, maybe having these these brands, having these different artists that are hype that are actually cold and telling a story is a good thing for the artists in the future. Cause like, you might see a brand like Chanel or Hermes or something, pick up someone like rude or blah, blah, blah. That's or, like, ridiculous you might, to me. I know it might sound, why, why is that ridiculous? I like that. I like what you said. Why saying. is that, why is that ridiculous? It's, though? it's like, cause you have this young, you have this young designer that's bringing new silhouettes, something different, different flavor, and a different crowd to people. Keller, are to, you just tied into he's a like purist, the, bro? The, he just doesn't like because you know the history too. Like you just yeah, the history. You play, have a certain like heart for sure. The, the history plays a very big role, and also if you just look at historically how these brands were built, you know, like the bones that they're built on is like them going and hiring like fashions, you know, like classically trained like fashion students and shit like that to you know um intern and then eventually like work they and then become like a uh, you know a designer like a part of the design team if they were you know um lucky enough or like if they you know if they worked hard enough they they would like slowly work up the ranks and then like eventually maybe become like you know a part of the head design team or whatever and like, they would pause, get the latest person this is, this out of the was, school this is what i would say i i like that concept because i would love to do it you would love to do that for someone and turn on them and, and this that and the other but don't you think it's far more impressive for a company like um louis vuitton to look at another man create his own house in a sense like his own brand and like bring this own his own hype and this that, and the other don't you think that's way more impressive than hiring a fashion student 
that's trying to be this, that, and the other. And it's not throwing shade to the fashion students because, again, like I think you can still that's be that great, same. Yeah, person. I think that's a great thing. Like you look at Peter Doe and you look at all these other awesome designers that can do more because they just know more. It's just what it is. Yeah. But but I'm saying if you find someone that is a gym that did it, whether you think it's hype or you think it's whatever, like nigga, it's still they're still a gym. They're still doing something. That's like that's like the person that's trying to be that. You get what I'm saying? I get what you're saying. You, like, Actually, I agree with what you're talking about. I don't know. I think I don't think Louis Vuitton was like looking at the artistic merit in Off White and was like we, you know, like. They're, they're not the same at all. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, no one can, you can't deny that, like, he was hired solely off of, like, I'm not saying, I'm you not know, his, good. his it factor. You know what I mean? Like, the, the, the name that he has behind him and, you know, the, the consumers that are inevitably going to flock as a result, you know? And, like, in these times, Brands are just desperate for sales. You know what I mean? And like I said, you're only as, you're only as hot as like the person you have. I think these brands have been desperate for sales for years yeah, now. Years. So many years now. So Even the years. times where they were still hiring the, you know, that art student that was going crazy. Like they're, or, they're, or some yeah. people that weren't art students. But they it's know like, now is probably a little bit more than the clothes now. It's There's more, a yeah, culture it's a that goes with it. it as well. You have purists who were buying the clothes. You know what I mean? Like, like back when Rocky first came up, like you know the brands he was wearing, like there were no, you know, the names behind like any of these things he was wearing. You know, like he would uh, like HPA or what well, are you talking about? Well, Pinch more Room? more like Margiela or Rick Owens or you know Rap Simmons or things like that. Like they were just in love with the actual like pieces that were coming out. You know what I mean? And like now, if you have somebody, oh yeah, yeah, if, yeah, yeah. If you have someone like, if you look at like someone like Gunna, for example, right? Like who? But or, it's easy to tell little, the difference or between little babies those and things like that. Like, but this is the thing: they're spending their money at Louis Vuitton because of like the name and things like that that are associated with it. It's not people don't like fashion so much as they kind of just like being trendy. You know what I mean? For like, sure. I yeah. believe. I believe that's true. Part of we the game, had, I was talking to you about how some dudes came in the shop. Yeah, some young, some young black brothers, and they was roasting everything. They were talking about how this, that, and the other. Like, nah, I'm just like, bro, oh, my grandma can make it. this. Well, I get it, this but it's just shit. like, nigga, like at the end of the day, some people are dressing for hype. Some people are just dressing because they like the shit. Like, to be real, like some people want to dress to look like a character. No, I like, think I think like, this ties more into what what you told me when we were working together. When you're like, um, it's like. We're talking about like just selling shit. Like, it's not that people don't want Alf White or they don't want to like buy Givenchy. It's just they just don't really know. You know what I'm yeah. saying? They don't know why this is actually better. They don't know like if you were able to just transfer all the information from your head to their head, they would probably be like, oh, like, okay, yeah. let me invest a little bit more. Maybe they won't get that same crazy Givenchy coat, but like they'll be like, Okay, I'm going to start caring about my garments a little bit more. So, it's an information. And it's like a, a lot of times, too. Like, some people, like, like have you... There's this book called Greatest Salesman in the World, and it talks about selling, like, what people need rather than what you think they need or what you think they want. You I feel, feel like me? people don't even know what they so want. So, it's like, yeah, people don't know what they want and need. So, sometimes you hear some people be like, bro, I don't want to buy a shirt. They just say shit. I want to buy a shirt and then fuck it up. It's like, all right, nigga, go to Rude. Because, like, you can buy the shirt, you can fuck it up, and it still looks cool. Same, and that's yeah. like, I know that, like... That's why I buy certain things. I'm like, because I already know I'm like, I'm going to wear this shit out. So I want pieces that age well. 
some people want pieces that make them look clean. It's like, bro, I like plain shit. So it's like, there's something for everyone, bro. So like when you have a, a brand like Rude, go to a, another brand like Hermes, then maybe you have like these new consumers like trying to fuck with Hermes that never even thought about putting their money into that. It's brand. making it bigger. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, they probably see the merit in this young guy, this young designer, or even Virgil's case, older dude, getting all these young rappers and shit to fuck with the brand. And they're like, nigga, let's get these rappers that are influencing everyone to fuck with the brand. I'm sure these numbers are doing a lot better than before as well. I wonder if it just takes away, like... like But the respect isn't there amongst, like, you know... Same thing with rap music right now. Yeah, I guess. But, like, as far as, like, like the actual fashion elite, right? And, like, the fashion condescenti, like, you know, it's just, it's gone downhill significantly. And, like, the fact that people aren't trying to create, like, you know, beautiful pieces necessarily anymore. It's more like... Does that have you consuming less? <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, without a doubt. Like, um, and it and it just kind of has me in like a weird, you know, like a weird place with fashion. Like, what the fuck is this yeah, shit like right I, now? Like I resent it in, in, in a lot of ways, like, you know, and um, it just makes me have respect, uh, a greater level of respect for like certain designers who are, you know, breaking the rules, trailblazing and doing their own thing and, you know, right um not you know necessarily trying to do things for the hype or for the you know whatever so you fond or like proud of like like the archive scene like since the archive scene is like a big thing now and maybe they would be group like they kind of feel like you you know like the i respect the archive scene but also for me um i'm very big on nostalgia so i kind of like um getting pieces that i remember like I was young, like, I remember seeing it when I was younger and, like, I couldn't afford it. I like going back and getting those pieces because it was, like, actually mean something to me. Whereas, like, you know... Uh, it's almost like vintage shopping. In a way. Um, but, like, vintage shopping, you're getting things from the 90s or the 80s or whatever that you right. weren't necessarily there for. Me, I, I like, the reason... There. Yeah. Like, I remember, I remember the, like, the easy ones, uh, the Nike easy ones, like, you know, those are one of my favorite shoes ever. I remember where I was when they came out. I remember, like, reading all these blog posts on them and, you know, like... She was insane. I I remember, like, making blog posts about them myself and, like, you know prepping like to get those and you know i got school this week they come out on a school day like how the fuck am i you know people was camping out how am i gonna get these like really that shit, so get fire, bro. Shit. That shit was such a dream to me i was just That's like crazy. on flight yeah. club just looking at it, like yeah exactly damn like, that pink yeah. is cold i, I really like going, <laughs> i like getting those pieces you know because they they have like a, a sincere mem like you know a memory like resonates no you had a whole like uh moment with you these pieces actually, you know yeah, like you, there's experience. a story you have school they, tomorrow exactly like, Fuck. yeah all right those know. really mean something to me that's tight that's you know? tight the archive way cool, i gotta though, piss introducing me to new shit i fuck with the archive yeah um i mean sometimes i respect the piece itself but um you know i i, I just I, there's nothing more to it other than like oh yeah i like that or like i don't like that you know whereas like when I go back and I get a piece that like I couldn't afford at a certain point. It's like there, it means more to me. You know what I mean? Like honestly, I fuck with archive because like it introduces me to new stuff. And to be real, what I've been learning is a lot of these designers 
I'm not talking current designers, even some current designers. They just go to their, the the houses they're working for. They just go through their archives and they build upon it. So I like seeing like different brands I fuck with and I'll see like the pieces they made back in the 90s. I'm like, damn, this shit crazy. Like, niggas could be doing this right now or you can take inspiration from right now. Right yeah, that that's definitely one way of looking at it. Or you got to think like these people who are responsible for like making these like new innovative things you know they weren't going through archive like the archives we're looking at mm-hmm. they they weren't going through archive books themselves you know what i mean some like, of them were yeah but some like of them the majority creating, of the time some of them were creating like new and unique things but exactly that that's what i'm talking about and like i don't think that's necessarily like what a lot of designers do anymore you know like um most designers are kind of just rehashing things that you know they like and have seen before and like you know that's cool but i i just have like a very high level of respect for people who is kind of like really trying to create something new bring something brand new to the table so that maybe one day another kid maybe in like 2050 someone might be looking through that archive as like what do you think about their instrument i think as the as the world gets more connected in general like more people are going to be trying shit so which oversaturates like the market but you're always going to find like the coldest are still always going to prevail. No, yeah, the coldest are always going to oh, it's, it's almost like, especially with art, for we're dealing with any art cold. form. For some reason, the coldest always and will last. That's what people don't understand. What, what, every reason they're cold, too, is like someone's always going to have a reason as to why Michael Jordan's cold or why LeBron's cold. Whatever reason that nigga's cold, bro, they are cold, bro. It sucks. Like, what, whatever reason Virgil's cold, that nigga's cold. Well, no. With Michael Jordan and those things, there's no hype. There's pure fat. It's pure facts that, you know, drive why they're popular or famous or whatever. It's like, because I mean, statistics, it's, it's statistically, facts, but you, you, always hear, you always hear people in the background saying shit like, Jordan was only, like, the best because he was during this time period, he was playing against this, that, and the other. He had this, that, and the other. Or whatever factor, rather than just saying this nigga was the GOAT. Like well, nonetheless, these people, they're, they're statistics. I disagree in the fact that there's statistics that hold up that argument. You get what Do I you mean? you think numbers are the best stats? When it comes to yeah, a sport. Sure. So yeah. what are you talking about? Money. But th- it's different. No, it's different because those sales are being driven by a different thing. You know what I mean? It's not like they're necessarily... Like, there's no... There's no, no gauge. Just go like, make a three okay, point. Okay, right, there's right, no pause, gauge pause, pause, pause. in the fashion world. This is what I'm to trying be to like, say, bro. You know, this person was. This is what I'm trying to say, bro. The best. We're you talking know, about two different things. We're talking about two. Exactly. We're talking about the. We're talking about one, the art form. And we're talking about two, the business. So if you're looking at the as a whole, bro, you're looking at a business like these houses, like Louis Vuitton, nigga. They're not trying to get some some guy that might be cold as fuck. Like they're not trying to get him and put him on Louis Vuitton. And then, like, they don't not sell anything. They want people that sell things, bro. Like Louis Vuitton is always going to have that name. So bro. I think as a house like that, yeah, but they're way later now, though. Yeah, there's a there's. there's I'd way. agree with that. Yeah, but I think as a, as a house like that where you already have a big name and people are going to shop with you regardless of who's there, I think like you should be trying to like tap in with like the new you know tap in with with like the you know these really 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 creative like designers who you know slave away in in fashion school and things like that and like you know you know i agree with you they should do that instead of instead of just like taking the easy route and being like oh this name equals sales let's do that you know like or another house this name equals sales let's do that you know like 
Yeah, but just, you know how, like you were saying, you know there's how more artistic. Wait, isn't it like to me? I almost like it's so bad. I compare everything to like rap music and shit. It's almost like a feature. Like, all right, let me get this feature for two years with Virgil, and then I might hop into my other bag. Yeah, for sure. Hop into another bag. He, they might just get some cold artists. Yeah. For sure, but like some cold designer, that you know, you probably don't even know. Usually, of. there's there's not really like artistic integrity in that. In my in right. my opinion, you know what I mean. Like, who's some young niggas right now, or not young, but just people that you like so what i'll say is like some examples that i think are dope are like um you know peter peter doe is definitely a good one even if you look at gucci hiring alessandro like alessandro didn't come from some big fashion house he didn't have a name associated with him they just like believe yeah they believed in him and he's been and he like did so much for their for their brand you know like um and that was just kind of off the strength of like his own uh, capabilities like they just you know they they trusted that he could guide the brand in the right direction. I love to see that. Um, th- his name wasn't bringing any customers in. It was his work. Right. Um, That's pretty true. You know, or even like if you look at Balenciaga, slightly like, you know, he had to prove he, he d- developed Vetmont first. Vetmont got a name and then like they reached out to him to, to you know, take over the uh direction of balenciaga that's a cool thing because it's not necessarily like you know most people don't know who demna is unless you're like a hardcore fan but like they trusted him to just like you know take over the brand and take take over the direction he's actually like a classically trained designer who like went to a great school for it and yeah. um and balenciaga almost like there's like this to me that was like the same well they didn't before he came yeah. You know, like now, of course. But Off-White sure and Louis Vuitton doesn't look the same to me. They're not. And it doesn't make sense to me. You know what I mean? Like, um, it's almost like seeing, like, it's like uh, if, if like, uh, Young Nudie were to come out with a song with, like, I like fucking, how you could talk about this and then mention Young Nudie. Like, John Mayer or something. You know what I mean? Like, that'd be tight in theory sure but yeah, like know you know you it does it doesn't necessarily mesh right you know what i'm talking about like that's why i actually do kind of like to see a collaboration like gucci and balenciaga because those make sense you, you know what i mean like they're two very very comparable brands they have extensive brand history um they have a very similar uh customer base they have for a long time like that's a fusion that makes sense they do you know have I mean? a similar customer base yeah like if you you know um what is it like the fusion dance or like them the pantera pantera earrings and shit like yeah <laughs> they that can happen with a brand like gucci and balenciaga but like you know supreme and louis vuitton like that shit doesn't make any fucking sense at all it's like you know y'all are literally just y'all are fucking reaching like Smegish. Yeah, desperate, bro. Like, just trying to, like, y'all are just going where the hype is. And I have, I don't have any respect for that, personally. Like, no, okay. That, you know? No, I feel you. I feel what you're Honestly, saying. Honestly, bro, I get you. Yeah. Obviously, if you get Drake on a feature, you're going to have, like, the hottest song, like, clearly. But, like, an artist who is like, oh, no, I like this person who, you know, doesn't necessarily have, like, a crazy fan base that's going to rush okay. over and, like, okay. but we can make better music. I, I, Personally, I, I find, you know, more merit in that and I can respect that way more. Like, y'all are trying to make art. Y'all are trying to make the best art that you can, not, you know, driving as many sales as you can. But there's, yeah, there's a lot of artists, bro. There's so many artists in the world right now. And we're getting introduced with so much stuff that, like, I feel like sometimes these companies, 
they're obviously driven by numbers and they're driven by clout, which is like, which drives numbers. So it's like, they're going to do what's best for the company, but then some, that doesn't mean they're going to do what's best for like the art. But clout is like a, it's like a recent phenomena. You know what I'm talking about? Like, especially in fashion, like, so I think specifically in forever, fashion. Bro. no, because before a certain point, let's say before 2010, people weren't necessarily it, it like, because fashion was such a niche yeah it was very very niche like Mm -hmm. now it's just exploded in the mainstream but like it was very much like people who really liked fashion and appreciated fashion and followed these collections and stuff like that they were like very very hardcore like fashion consumers and they were like um, blogs and shit Type shit, go right? to Fashion Week. That shit just like, got yeah, so big, it. bro. They did get really, yeah, big. And like, um, so big. yeah, and like half the people now don't know what the fuck they're even looking at. They're just you know going, what that means now, like though? That means more like money for you, everybody, for all of us, right? It just here means you gotta street. like what you like, bro. You have to sure. like what you like. That's honestly what it comes down to. Like, there's gonna be so many people that go through all these phases, and they're gonna realize they're putting their money in trends, and they're gonna be like, you know what, fuck it, I'm gonna mm-hmm. put my bread in like what I actually like, and then that's when you're gonna have like these brands that actually have cult followings like it should be it shouldn't be like i'm gonna buy off-white because off-white's fashion like you feel me it should be i'm gonna buy this because i like this like nigga if you like doc martens buy doc martens if you like a bass pro hat nigga buy a bass pro hat but yeah. that shit <laughs> it's for you it doesn't yeah. mean it's for me like you feel me but yeah you get what i'm saying bro like for sure. like the, it's just a broader it's just a broader audience that's how it's supposed to be with anything bro like you don't want to you don't want to conceal that well not nah, because look fashion's turned into a thing where it's like you have to wear this to be cool almost like even if you look if you go to like any high school or maybe even like middle school in america it's like at the kids at the lunch table instead of trading pokemon cards or whatever the fuck they're like talking about the new like adidas yeezys or talking about this or that you know like they're they're very much like kids are more influenced by honestly it wasn't like that when i was in school no it wasn't like that for any of us but like now it is i think so it wasn't like in school like you didn't not at all niggas were lame as fuck bro we're all around the same age and like there's honestly a lot of people who can't can't have this conversation sneakers were a bit different but it was jordan's nike like it we know what was like a thing you know what i mean right everybody knew what was cool as far as sneakers and shit exactly like now these kids are like like you know off-white they'll start like salivating oh yeah like all that extra like uh buying reselling there were some people in high school that were like this like one of the homies he would buy like bulk shirts of nike it's not like hype shit but just buy bulk shirts of nike online because he's like bro i can get way more nike shirts than i can online than i can like whatever from the store from the store whatever same thing with other pieces too like some niggas were shopping for supreme online but it's like i don't know like i don't don't think that like people were um necessarily into the high-end fashion because they thought it was like weird. Yeah, they weren't. It's a new thing. That's the point that I'm actually, that I'm making. Like, <laughs> But you think Off-White's like, I guess I'm kind of contradicting myself because last time I said it was high-end. But do you think Off-White's more like um, high-end, like Rick, than it is like hype, like Supreme? It's more hype. Combination of the two for sure. But like, you know, the pieces that are, you know, have kids like pulling their hair out is like, you know, the Nike Off-White shit and like, you know. Like that's the thing that that's the point Shoes, that I'm that I'm making. Tees. These these kids are more worried about the Nike off white collaboration than the off white sneakers that are made in Italy and on the runway and shit like that. Like you yeah. know, um, it, it's high end streetwear, so they they you know teeter the line of like you know both. And the kids usually they're kind of just more interested in like what 
is gonna make them like popular what's gonna make them look cool to you know like that's all they're concerned about they're not like that's all they're concerned about and like that shit's just corny to me personally and that's where fashion is gotten to and that's why like so much of this fashion shit is just so od corny to me like you know you even did the whole like chrome hearts doesn't make your dick bigger like that shit is like but these people found out about chrome hearts like two years ago this brand is so old bro and it's like they had to somebody literally had to like you know what that is bro it's somebody has to feel uncomfortable when somebody steps into your world all these people are into your world and it's just like y'all niggas don't even know y'all niggas fucking it up like y'all niggas bro but that's a i'm gonna come clean that's an old nigga mentality you kind of just gotta (laughs) understand that like all right this shit lit as fuck now like the real gonna honestly bro to keep it keep it g you're gonna fuck with that then you're gonna niggas know the difference like niggas will know the difference between you and like somebody who just bought you know like they just know yeah for sure no so like, like I, I'm very mindful to like avoid certain things that's overhyped. Like, yeah. like I like those Lana Vaughn sneakers, but like, there's. See, a, are you almost scared to buy them because they're so hyped? Because they're so hyped. Like, I just don't. That's almost it's fucking with so your that's head. That's kind of like the opposite. They've been ruined. Be They've been ruined. <laughs> no, they haven't been like, ruined. You like them. You like them. Go get you them. Like you them. Get on it. You feel that? I know y'all it's weird. I know what you mean. Y'all it's make weird. a point, but it's also like you know you don't want to get caught wearing that shit. What's like, look, I'll wear. So I have a few box logo pieces. Like, you know, I'll I've wear. Seen it. You wear some? Yeah, I'll wear it. But it's like, you know, I don't know. I know Honestly, what you mean, though. I know what you mean. It's just, it really is like people coming into like some shit that you really know and you really live this shit, and it's just like, all right, well, you know what I'm saying? I like, remember I had it's a, just shitty every time. I remember every- I had a box logo tee on, and uh, I I got into a car accident. Knock on wood, and um. I ended up at, like, Burger King waiting for, like, you know, AAA to come and do all that shit. And, like, the dude behind the counter at Burger King was, like, oh, six Supreme shirt. And, like, you know, that's just, like, to me, that's kind of where I feel I was, like, you know. Like, yeah, maybe he is one of those people from, like, you know, the <laughs> early 2000s who, like, knew about the brand. or But, like, you know more likely than yeah. not, yeah, it was just someone who was, like, I know that. That's cool, you know. That shit fucked your day up yeah. even more? Nah, not necessarily, but it's just, like, it reassured me of, like, oh, shit, you can go anywhere. Literally, and it was, like, not, it was, like, in the middle of nowhere, too, type shit. And yeah. it's, like, you can literally go anywhere and, like, you know. They know, like it's they just know. like yeah, yeah. yeah. So common. It's just like I think it's everybody has one. Basically, if you have like, you have moms that will come into the shop and like they go straight to the off white and they're like, oh, off white, oh, like yeah. They don't, they don't like. I know what you mean. They there's a name. They, don't, they, don't they know the, the name. Art. They yeah. They, they know the name. They don't appreciate the art form of fashion. Most people don't. That's and it's thing. like yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's like up. it's like that, bro. But that's what happens when you turn an art form into a business. It happens. That's what happens. So it's just like that's a great point. So now that we're in this point, it's just like you got to mix the two. So it's not saying these artists that are like at this high point aren't good artists, but they can probably be a better, more like thorough or technical or more beautiful piece that could be made from an artist that's like, I don't know, like in his mom's basement or in school studying this shit. But at the end of the this is day, a good conversation though. Money, it's fucked up. We're on planet Earth. Money makes the world go round. Yeah, and sorry, feelings don't. It's fucked for up. sure. For but sure. It's like if you want to do that, that's why you have artists that create feelings that are in those positions. Like, okay, yeah, well, hold on. This is a good feeling. segue. So everybody's like, more people are into fashion now. The kids, everybody. So it has like Yachty dropped some nail paint. It's not nail polish. Some nail paint, and like men are now opening up to painting their nails 
I've never painted my nails, but like, I mean, I wouldn't be mad if I like put a smiley face or like something cool on like another one. I probably wouldn't like deck all 10 fingers out, but like throw a little something on there. Like, um, how do you feel about that? Like, I even watched an interview where Travis said, like, he thinks it's cool that, like, if he can make, like, a makeup brand for men. Yeah, no, nah, it is cool. That, that, um, I was going to say, like, yeah, I also, I just never saw myself, like, you got to know yourself, right? Know what you like. And, like, you know, some people think it's sick, right? And, um, I've seen it look tight, too. But yeah. it's just, like, personally, I don't know. It's just not necessarily for me. Just straight on it. But. I like we was talking about on the last podcast, like you need trailblazers. You need people who are going to like knock down certain social norms and kind of just make it cool for the next like generation to just do whatever the fuck they want. You know what I mean? Agreed. And not feel weird about it, not feel like they being judged about it. Like, you know, um, and it does. It takes somebody with influence to knock that door down you know in in most cases you know and um it's cool anytime you could use your influence to kind of just help the next generation like just be not themselves. yeah be themselves not feel like insecure about certain shit like you know that's the best use of your power in my opinion it's crazy how like normal we can have this conversation about the nail paint and let's say like if you were to bring this up on most other podcasts that's just like they're gonna bring the conversation up of like is that gay or not or like should you let your kids or just you know like they're like gay, bro. Well, yeah but for us it's a, just a, like you like you liking the same sex as gay there's only one definition of gay bro it's like it's if you like dudes like that's that's what being gay is it's like you know you can do whatever the fuck you want and like that just doesn't matter you know what i mean like, like nigga want opinions but i almost feel like i just feel like niggas paying their nose now like maybe some people feel more comfortable with it doing it or maybe some people are doing it again for a trend. I personally would get like the clear. I think that shit looks clean. The clear. Oh, um, see, I mean, to get your nails, clear. get your nails done, bro. It's like, like sometimes I'd be looking at my hands, like, bro, I really be working. Like, yeah, I, I get dirty ass fingernails, I but I like clear, it. Polish. You want to do the clear? I think the clear looks kind of clean. No, the buff you can get that bit shiny anyways. But the buff goes away after like three days when you put your shit in the yeah. pocket. You know what I'm saying? What you mean? But I'm just, I think that's cool too. But um. I don't know why it has to. I think it's just little yachty branded or what is it? It's no, it's specifically it's for his, males. It's his it's, for males. It's like in a cylinder shape. It almost maybe looks like a lipstick kind of thing. And I think he's coming out with like a gray hue, black hue, white hue, just uh-huh. something uh, like basic. The first drop is like the twenty seventh. I think that goes along with his branding too, because like for when he sure. first came out, he was doing that one like. Where he was like in the movie theater and had like all the weird looking kids. Yeah, no, yeah. he came out as being different. Type shit, you know, like a, for sure. So I think that's that goes along with it. Do you think males will ever get into makeup? A hundred and ten percent. I heard niggas talking about it already. I Shit. see niggas. Niggas. Have you seen the Beijing? You know what I'm talking about. Any barber knows yeah, what I'm nigga, talking I about. Yeah, nigga, I know the Beijing. You're nigga. damn near wearing makeup. What's the Beijing? Hey, that's true. <laughs> like, it's you like know when niggas you like, uh, will like line you up and then like they'll like spray the little extra shit to get your shit extra. Crispy. You're wearing makeup. That's makeup. So like okay so you ever seen a nigga just get a fresh lineup and then like his shit is just too crispy? Uh-huh. It's Barbers, like there's Beijing, and then there's like some other techniques. But basically, they just airbrush or paint it on, like your line, like just darken your hair a little bit. Just kind of like how a girl would paint on her her brush on some, you know what I'm saying? I'm not. It's just what it is. It is that no that is really yes. And I'd be thinking about like bro, if I had a blemish, I just had something to cover that shit up. I would do it. I would do it. Why wouldn't I do that? Like, if you can just go like, 
Like, what are you talking about? No, I agree. I agree for sure. Um, yeah, like, we was talking about this last podcast, too. Like, the eyeliner thing. Like, I personally, yeah, I think eyeliner's sick. Like, you know. Yeah. I, I we actually, did talk about that, Yeah, if I, if I knew how to put that shit on, I'd probably wear some eyeliner from time to time. Like. You can learn, bro. Go on YouTube. Yeah. I can see you wearing eyeliner, too. Right. <laughs> yeah. Niggas really gonna be. Have like, you tried it? Come clean. Nah, no. Nah. Just cause, like, I don't know. I've never had yeah, eyeliner yeah. handy and shit like that. But I don't know. Ne- next time I'm with some shorty, I might be like, "Hey, you got some eyeliner?" Yeah, just see what it is. Yeah. Line me up. How you are? You could just you'll just flick up anyways. Just yeah. flick up and like. Yeah. But send no, that I, to the pot. I, I, I personally, right yeah, I think that shit is tight. Like you know, and like you said, the blemish thing, bro. Like if you, yeah, if you can fuck it, like bro, I got a fucking. Pimple. Do you have any tattoos? Nah. Hmm. Um, but like I got a pimple the other day and it's like, you know, you, you feel that kind of like, ah, oh, shit, I don't like this. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and yeah, if you could cover that shit up, of course. Why like, not? Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Dip your little cotton bar or some shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. But I wonder if it would almost like, then it has to almost evolve to like something creative. Then like niggas are like, niggas gonna come niggas through with like the a... three red stripes uh-huh. on the cheek. I mean, like, that might be like, sick. Yeah. See, like niggas like. War pain and shit. Yeah, yeah. I seen niggas. Creativity is tight, bro. There's nothing to be put into a box, and like that's the thing. People, right, take it as far as you want. People's right? masculinity is just so fucking fragile, like that they're afraid to do. And like, luckily, it's it's getting better. But like, you know, you remember back in like the fucking the sixties and shit like that. Like the idea of a man was very very concrete and absolute, Smoking and the idea of a female right. was very absolute concrete absolute. Right, like now it's just at a point where it's like you know, uh, masculinity is like a lot of people still have this very fragile idea of it. Where like I mean, know, my parents still ain't even cool with that shit. For right? sure, it's, <laughs> it's a very new age thing. Absolutely, yeah. But like, um, and and even even the new age, we're still not there yet. We have people who will be like, "Oh, homie, femme, what's that? Like that's some gay shit." Yeah, like shit. literally, just like, literally. Yeah, and uh, people are just like they're not. Com- a lot of people aren't comfortable with the you know the idea of someone might maybe calling them gay or some shit like that's that. That's actually it's the like, recent. Um, because I got sent that video that Amir sent me as far as it was like a basically like how to like it was talking about the collection like how to sell off white or whatever and um, they were talking about the whole collection and the collection is called Adam is Eve and it's basically the first time they meshed the women's and men's collection together. So that's where we got that floral print t-shirt. Like that's supposed to, that came from a dress. Uh, okay. Yeah. And so, they meshed it together. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that tea is So that, that's what was like the whole collection. This is like the, um, so which whole, almost goes like super perfect with the uh, kid cutty off white dress yeah, and for shit. Sure. That shit. Yeah. yeah. I'm pushing remember, the envelope. I remember a lot of people like seeing that one, like Adam T or whatever. I think that's what it was. And it was kind of like, I don't know. It's like kind of sus. But you know what's crazy though? Like the, the people that bought that shirt were kind of fly. Yeah. The people that didn't like that shirt. Sorry, no shade to them. Was it kind of had no shade swag. to them, nigga? They what you talking no about, swag. bro? Like shade to them, bro. If you no so swag, afraid bro. to like, do I just some didn't shit. like the shirt. It was like checkered with like big flowers. I no, like, not the flower one. The one with the it looked like maybe like Adam or like it was like an angel type looking thing. Huh? It was like a like a like a oil painting almost. Looking yeah, thing. it was like maybe like David or Adam or something holding like some fruit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's it was the like thing. he looked like super feminine. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. Like saying like. Just oh, that's some like, weird shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't. Yeah, like, I can't wear this. <laughs> <laughs> niggas like hooding it. We got we. 
the customers we deal with, like he said today, we have a, a distinct, like, different kind of customer. We got it's, the it's hood diverse. niggas to the oldest. Like, it's the most diverse. It's sick. Customer it's base ever. Like, you have, like, those people and you have, like, old men. Like, the old guy that buys a Stone Island, put them onto the Yeah, I fuck with him. Yeah, then you have, like, some, you know. You I know. showed a hood nigga some gallery department flare jeans. He was like, this is, like, right after little Nas shit. He's like. You trying to get me on some little Nas shit? Like they'll, they'll get like the gayest thing. Like just bro, say it, bro. my favorite customer and like my favorite consumer is people who come in and are open to everything. You know, They're down no to try brand, shit up. yeah, no brand is off limits. They might end up copping anything from some pleasures all the way to some off white. Like they'll to some kid super to like some Drees. Yeah. It's not like the name has absolutely no importance to them. They really just want to see some fly shit. They're open to suggestions. They're open to seeing whatever. Like that's my favorite type of you know consumer. i do love i love that is the best consumer and i also especially love when people are open to suggestions like because we we really don't be lying like we might tell like bro them jeans shorts like kind of hard like oh that shit looks actually hard on you for sure you see sometimes if you say a brand name the eyes might light up or like if you say some shit that they're not maybe familiar with like they just don't care um but i i love when people is just like Oh, like, I, yeah, I never heard of that. What's that? Like, you know, yeah. like, inform me type shit. Like, and I I, like a lot that. of, a lot of my homies is like that. Like, at, at any given moment, they might have, like, the most random shit. It's never, like, one brand on. Like, mm. they just, they're open and, you know, to, like, everything. They, cause they really genuinely like fashion. Those people, you know, for a fact, they just like clothes. Like, you know, those are real fashion heads to me is people who is just just like clothes like you know just show me some fly shit that i think is cool and like that's all i'm interested in that's definitely like the the real fashion heads. yeah the ones who just like this shit my least favorite is the people who run to the off-white section and is like oh that like you know i, I <laughs> my least favorite is that I'll, I'll go to the back <laughs> i'll literally i'll go to the back it's the only people i don't like huh. i don't say anything when i say what's up I'm like nigga, i know you heard me I don't like the niggas who like they're looking at the denim and like I already like or no what was that one time no that one time when those niggas was like he's like when y'all gonna get them purples in and I was like bro those are the purple jeans right there he's like oh I already got all these I was, it's just like niggas who keep making excuses for this yeah, shit that's totally it. off guard of what you're talking about honestly yeah. so take that back cause I honestly hate when niggas do that like go off guard <laughs> and it actually fucks up like making clips cause shit like that but nonetheless um i mean let's kind of let's put it on a, a tail end here what y'all think of gucci balenciaga to be real bro i didn't even look at that shit i like i, it. I wasn't even interested in it i think it's real. gonna be a, a for sure grail i like i mean even the crazy monogram shit where it's just like it's not actually a monogram but like where it says like Balenciaga and Gucci all over yeah. it like that's just, just I just think that cool. shit is sick like yeah. those are the collaborations we need to see more of like you know what I mean I think a brand like Off-White you should collaborate with your peers like a brand like Off-White you should be collaborating with that's like Heron Preston it's kind of fucked up huh like it's kind of fucked up not just like I was saying with like I don't want to I don't want to see a Young Nudie and John Mayer collaboration that shit just doesn't you make know, sense you roll this that's like saying like like young nudie's not worthy of John Mayer. They don't He's make really not though. They don't make the same music and I like at shit all. About Cardi, huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, like it's, that's the thing. I, yeah, I want to see like nudie Cardi. Cool, that makes sense. But, Cardi, that's his peer. 
That just wouldn't Fuck make no. sense. Like, yeah, I might be interested in hearing what it sounds, but that there's just there's doesn't make sense. There's a young thug, you know what I mean? Elton John. Yeah, and that's, that's like that doesn't make sense. And it's cool, like it's cool no, because he because he's able to like get that cosign, but at the same time, it doesn't make any sense. They don't make no, the I same think music that one does. whatsoever. I don't. Think Elton so. John picked out thug. He picked them. Yeah, he, he likes those, he likes right. Thug. Yeah, but then that's cool. But like, they don't make the same music like at all. But isn't art? It's like the whole thing is just to be expressed to any way you want. Maybe one day you wake up, I want to do a song, Young Thug. Yeah, I guess in that regard, sure. But like, same you know, you also want to want to do things that make sense. It's fine for you to to like an artist. Let's not go off topic. That we're talking about the Gucci Balenciaga. That fits. Yeah, it's fine for you to like an artist. It's fine for you to like a designer. But you know, like. <laughs> it's fine for you to like an artist it's fine for you to like a designer but like you know i think that you should do things that at the root of it like make sense you know what i mean i don't know what you mean just shit that looks like uh gucci balenciaga makes sense supreme louis vuitton makes zero sense like you know something like off-white hair on that makes sense like you know what i mean you kind of gotta under- i think the supreme louis makes sense to me it doesn't i know what me. you mean that because it's like high regard brand and like supreme. it is literally a streetwear brand and like a age old like they make z- no fucking i know sense. but the times that we're living in like supreme, why don't you collab supreme with crits and at capsules that time, at that point supreme was goddamn basically buddy. louis vuitton why don't you collab with like crooks and castles at that point because crooks and castle was not popping on never be so a- they did it for the wrong reason what do you mean they, they did, did it because they did they're it like, the oh hype. look at this shit this shit is like it's crazy buddy. popping they're basically like louis vuitton at that moment supreme was going crazy they're at the the height of their career so it was like yeah so you do it for the, they did it for the hype let's like make shit. something like let's make history but did it make history? What? Are we like, not talking about it on the podcast? Wait, it's it, not, not going to be a grilled forever? Wait, what did it make history? The Louis Vuitton, Vuitton Supreme, Supreme? like Big history. You know you playing yourself out. That's probably, that was really probably like, like the first thing that kind of opened the doorway. Yeah, To all true. this shit. Really? To be real with you. That made, like, it, oh, that look made this. it They're like, oh, look at this hype culture. This cryptocurrency type hype culture. But like, who owns it? You know what I mean? What do you mean? Who oh who owns those pieces? Yeah, um, yeah not people the that coolest people, people but some of the coolest people do some own those cool pieces. Yeah, though. that's what I'm saying. I see some cool people that have some shit from that color. A lot of lames, but a lot of cool ass niggas too. Though a lot of people who have no idea, bro. Like, yeah, man, it comes with this shit and that shit. Like, I mean, why not? Damn that. Sometimes you smell, that, you smell that that cereal milk. Oh, it's cut five. But like, why not? Sometimes like, like why not indulge in the the hype thing sometimes because like. I'm not. I don't. I don't want people to be a sheep, and like sometimes it's okay to just like shit, bro. Like you don't have to like. Yeah, but this is my thing. The the thing should make sense. Do you get what I mean? Like, um, good. Like going back to it, Gucci Balenciaga. It makes sense. You get what I mean? What a Virgil. The brands are very simple. You don't even know Virgil's opened a doorway for you. Young he definitely man. did. He did. He did. Absolutely. Like I, I know that he did. But so it makes but, sense. But, but like, no. Nah, but this is my thing. This is my thing. Well, first of all, it was Kim Jones when it when he, when they did the collaboration. But what I'm saying is, even if I was to be offered some crazy collaboration with my brand or whatever, I I honestly I would opt out of it and be like, yo, if you guys want to hire me to just like 
design some pieces, nigga. Just like pay me and like I'll, you know, I'll I'll try and like design some shit that I think will make sense for your brand. You know what but I mean? Yeah, but we can make but probably to, about twenty but like, more M's if we just everybody's play. trying to like come converge and like you know do all these collab. Like, how often do you see artists do collaborations like that? To be honest, one time it did happen. Basquiat did a collaboration with Warhol and it backfired. Well, people, people hated it because it didn't make sense. The Jesus and the it made sense with the Jesus and the punching bag. They are not the same type of artist whatsoever but they they had chemistry they had something it was it was a matter of hype over let's make the best art that we can make right that that, that's just a fact maybe the art is about the dialogue which you said earlier and then 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 i'm not even trying to do to you bro but in two pause before we leave the off-white bro the virgil louis vuitton thing is not a collaboration the virgil louis vuitton thing is him working for louis vuitton they hired this nigga yeah He's designing men's yeah, gear for yeah. them. So he's designed the hype shit, the stuff for the modern men right now. Like that's what he's, that's what his job is. That's what Louis Vuitton wants him to do. Create some shit that's going to give them bread. Shit for the modern men, shit for that they want for the future. Mm-hmm. If they did an off white Louis Vuitton collaboration, I feel like that shit would be totally different. And I feel like that shit would be, um, kind of like on the level. And I'm not even trying to gas this nigga. Keep it a buck. It would be kind of on the level of Gucci and Balenciaga doing it. Off white. In a, I don't in a yeah, it would. It would. It's the same thing. So. What if Yeezy? What if Yeezy collaborated with Vetmont? Is that not the same thing as like Balenciaga Gucci? Possibly, but look, here's some things you got to realize about those two. You got Panda Express on your new gallery department sleeve? Not actually, um, Five Guys. <laughs> <laughs> here's some things you got to realize about that that collaboration, right? Vetmont has only been around since like 2012. Yeezy has been around since like how you know close to that era right yeah kanye's only been designing for this amount of time mm-hmm. it makes sense as far as like the the timeline of their brand things like that right like a the, the timelines just like also have to match up and make sense the customer base has to match up and make sense right like a lot of things have to come together for it to like actually just make sense you know i, get, I mean i truly get what you're saying i get what you're saying okay so you're, you're saying, saying like a heritage brand like louis vuitton should never ever in their life fuck with a new nigga I think I think I think if you're going to do it, like, I love how you put it down. No, if, that, that's the thing. If if a brand like Louis Vuitton is going to fuck with a new nigga, hire him to design some shit. If you really fuck with him, hire him to do some shit. Like and and don't it doesn't the name doesn't even have to be associated. And if see you what, really respect, see what comes if from you him. really respect his designs, you would hire him to design your to be a part of your design team or whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of these people have massive design teams. If you really respect somebody's craft, you're gonna hire them to to work to do some of the work, right? Mm-hmm. If you just kind of want the clout and the and like the stupid shit associated with it, then you're going to do this big hyped up collaboration bullshit that doesn't make sense. Like you know, what, then like, you're doing um, it for the wrong reasons. You do you know. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. But the, the do you respect the name or do you respect the art? The, I respect, respect the art if, for if it because the, the, the brands art, and the artists I fuck if with. If you respect bro, the art, then you hire the person. Yeah, like and it's, I agree with you, bro, because these brands are still doing. I'm pretty. Like I don't know, but my assumption is the guy from Elliot Mill is doing something with Prada. You know how That's many? My assumption. Hold on. Like, you just know how many? Like the looks. You know how like many Kanye? You know how many Kanye West collaborations that are classic that don't even have like half of the artists that's on this song featured and that's because he respects them through the art right and Wait, they both respect again? each other for the for the level of the art like if you look at like um i'll give you an example all of the lights by kanye west right, right? you have like 
two names on that feature, right? Do you know how many people are actually on that song? Drake is on that song. Elton John is on that song. Elton John. Alicia Keys. Yes. Alt- uh, Alicia Keys is so on that you, song. So what are you saying All these people. Saying, he like, he recruited the them and he had them on because he wanted to make the best art possible. Right. And so he thought that they would fit to help make this the best thing possible. It's not like he got a feature. It's the, fe- the, oh, the song ain't mean. featuring John Mayer, Alicia Keys, this, right, 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 this, right. this. He clout, just brought clout, the best clout. people. Yeah, he just yeah. brought, he wanted to put together the best team possible. Now, and like there's that, differences. that when you're doing that, you're trying to make the best art possible. By all when means, you're doing brother, that's not way, the same. And that's not the same. I know. It no, is. No, when, no, 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 no. It is the same. I mean, like, it is the same when you're, what you're comparing it to. But I'm saying, like, the Louis Vuitton Supreme shit. I think we can all collectively agree that it's not the same. You're doing it for the hype. The yeah. Louis Vuitton shit. But, it, hype. but it's almost like it's not. When you throw the word hype on it, it just makes it seem like a negative thing. But at the time, it makes sense because it's like. Louis Vuitton's the biggest, you know. I mean, Louis Vuitton's just—they're always going to be there. And then the Supreme at the time was Supreme just like the biggest street, thing. Supreme, so Supreme that makes streetwear. Maybe it's not the purest art kind of thing. Supreme makes streetwear. What business uh, do you they want have? Me to break it down, bro. What do you mean? Uh, Making business, like the them saying them, them saying this, we're collabing with the biggest hype streetwear brand ever, and we're like the biggest um house ever. We're gonna collab with them. Just yeah. put a stamp on them. They're opposites. Let's make They're history, opposites. brothers. I know, bro. It's opposites, but it's that's like, the best just, part. That's the coolest the, part. That's what makes the collaboration. Juxtaposition. That's what you're talking about, bro. Like we gotta love this shit. It's some like, bullshit that at I Virgil, fuck with, and it's also some oh, that's some high end shit. Like you're looking at Virgil, and I know people like a lot of peers don't like him for the whole design aspect for what he does, and like some things I think is kind of corny and whack too. But to keep it a buck with you, bro, his shit like niggas loved Off White before he got to Louis Vuitton. It wasn't like Off White wasn't. Yeah, that's a why brand. he got hired. Yes, bro, it makes sense. You have the most, the biggest house, design house, and they're saying we want the most hype brand to make our men's collection. They're desperate for sales. They're always they might want be. Sales. They might yeah. be. They probably are. I mean, are. they got they got hella real, real estate. They got yeah. hella. It's a matter of being. It's a matter of being desperate for sales, bro. Yeah. You want as many sales as possible. For sure. You want you want your business to be at an optimal level. You don't really care about the art being at an optimal level, and that's the difference. You know. Yeah. That's that's why niggas got to be anti-fashion. Like you got to just really just fuck with you, what you want to fuck with. I agree with that, real. yeah. Sure. Because, like, this shit's going to go on forever, bro. It's probably going to get worse. It's going to get, yeah. def- it's yeah. definitely going to get worse. Like, they're just going to multiply it. Like, so it's just like, you just got to be anti fashion. Fuck what you want to fuck with. Like, nigga, if you like Carhartt, nigga. Well, that's the case. Carhartt. I'm about to quit this fucking podcast. That you don't fuck with worse. fashion? I don't fuck with that shit no more, my nigga. All right, then. Bro, fuck this shit. Bro, you got anything else you want to say? I don't fuck with this shit. <laughs> I'm done with this shit. I'm gonna go smoke weed and go figure something out. I'm gonna get a nine to five or something. Nigga, Doge is going out. Why the fuck am I doing this? I'm out. I love (laughs) y'all. Doge is to the moon.